بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد It is said أيها الإخوة والأخوات It is said that the قلب الحال It is Malik al-A'da Malik al-A'da That it is the king of the bodily organs Al-Qalb Malik al-A'da That the heart is the king of the organs Wa idha taab al-Malik And if the king is righteous and the king is a good king. If the king is a good king, and the king is righteous, then his junood, his soldiers and his army, and his subjects, those who he rules over, likewise will be righteous and will be good. And if the king is not righteous and he's one that is evil, an evil king. Khabufat Junudu Warayatu. Likewise his soldiers and his subjects will be evil. And so the soldiers and the subjects referring to the bodily limbs and the rest of the body. And this is attributed to uh, Abu Hurairah anhu, the companion and many of the imams came with something similar and this no doubt is taken from the statement of the messenger of Allah وسلم, that hadith that is authentic in the Sahihain by Nu'man uh, ibn al-Bashir anhu, that the Prophet وسلم, he said indeed there is in the body mudghah a, a, a morsel or a piece of flesh. If it is sound, if it is sound, then the rest of the body is sound. And if it is corrupted, then the rest of the body is corrupted. This, along with the statement of the Messenger of Allah. Indeed, Allah does not look to your forms, your bodily forms. He doesn't look to your bodily forms and how you look. However, He looks to your hearts. That's where He looks. He looks to the hearts. He looks to your hearts. And your actions. This along with verses within the Quran. The day, that day, wherein mal and banun la yanfa, wealth, neither wealth or children will avail an individual, will benefit an individual. Illa man atallaha bimada biqalbin salim. Except for the one who comes to Allah with a qalb that is salim, a heart that is salim, that is sound. Heart that is sound. 
فإنها لا تعمل أبصار as Allah mentioned in Surah Al-Hajj فإنها لا تعمل أبصار it is not the eyes that grow blind ولكن تعمل قلوب التي في الصدور however it is the hearts that grow blind it is not the eyes that grow blind it is the hearts that grow blind those hearts that are within the chests of men those hearts that are within the chests all of this shows to us the great station of the heart and the serious nature of us looking after our hearts and looking at the well-being of the heart naam this is why we find many from the aima of this deen aima to deen the scholars of this religion and the learned from this religion we find that they spoke about the heart and they authored about the heart many of them and from the foremost of them that imam al jalil muhammad bin abi bakr ibn ayyub more well known as ibn al qayyim Rahimahullah from the 7th and 8th century after the Hijrah. Ibn al-Qayyim, Rahimahullah, one who spoke, spoke about the heart and authored many books concerning the heart and the affair of the heart. From those books and from the foremost of those books and from the, from the best of those books that he authored concerning the affair of the heart is his well-known book, Ighathatul Lahfan. إِغَاثَةُ الْلَحْفَانِ مِنْ مِسَائِدِ الشَّيْطَانِ Which translates roughly as يعني, helping and coming to the rescue of the one who is worried and, and distressed from the traps, from the masaid, يعني, the makaid of a shaytan. The traps and the plots of a shaytan. And this book is a book which is made up of two thick volumes. Two thick volumes which he authored, the Imam Rahimahullah, he authored solely based on that hadith. That this book, all of it is based on that hadith, Allah inna fil jasidi mudgha. Indeed, the Prophet what he said, indeed in the heart there is a piece of flesh. If it is sound, then the rest of the body is sound. And if it is corrupt, if it is corrupted, then the rest of the body becomes corrupt. Ibn al-Qayyim, he authored this book. He authored the whole of this book based on this hadith. Naam, because of the affair of the heart. That everything goes back to the heart. The heart is the king. It is the king of the rest of the organs. Naam, within this kitab, Ibn al-Qayyim, he mentions that shaitan, he knows that the mudar, that the affair revolves around the heart. He knows that the affair of a human being revolves around the heart. And so based on this, he put forward his, and he puts forward his plots and his plans and his tricks in order to 
get to that heart and he sniffs out the hearts of the, 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 the human being. And so Ibn Qayyim, he authored this kitab, all of it, in the bayan of the Kaid of a shaytan Ibn Adam. He authored this book solely, solely to make mention of the plot of shaytan towards the son of Adam. Towards the son of Adam and him attempting to make ifsad of his qalb, to corrupt his heart. And so our Shaykh, Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, who continues to explain this book to this day. The Shaykh, he, more than four years ago, the Shaykh began, and just tells you how thick this book is, and how beneficial this book is. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah Allah bless us to get something from uh, notes from the Shaykh towards the end of the time that Allah blessed us with spending there. And the Shaykh, he began explaining this book, and to this day, the Shaykh is still explaining this book. The Shaykh, Hafidahullah, he mentioned that the hearts, if they are corrupted, then there's no fa'idah and no benefit in the physical body of an individual. There's no benefit. Even if he's from the most healthiest of people, that sihah and that يعني, healthy nature as it relates to his physical body. Physically, he's the healthiest of people. Except that this individual, if he has a marad, and that marad is marad يعني, it is that spiritual sickness that he has. His heart is sick spiritually. Physically, he's the best it can be. He is healthy. He walks on the earth in a healthy manner. From the healthiest of people. However, the reality is that he is sick. And that sickness is a sickness ma'nawiyyah. That spiritual sickness that he contains within his heart. And his heart is sick. Now, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that the heart, the qulub, the hearts, thalatha, they are three. The hearts are of three types. And each one of us needs to look to our hearts and look which one of these categories does our heart, your heart, fall into. The first heart is the qalb that is hay. The qalb and the heart that is alive. Layin. It is soft. Heart that is alive and it is soft. Layin. Wa'a. Yani it is a heart that is attentive and conscious. Muhbit ila Rabbi. It is a heart that that humbles itself to its Lord. A heart that is mutma'in ilay, that is tranquil with Allah. A heart that is khadi' lahu. A heart that is submissive and humble to Allah, mustaslim and 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 munqad. A heart that complies, complies with the commands of Allah and complies with the prohibitions. He stays away from the prohibitions. This is the heart that is that is hay and the heart that is salim that heart which Allah says that heart that will avail and benefit an individual when everything else will not avail him and benefit him the one who comes to Allah with that heart that, that, with that qalb that is salim that heart that is sound 
And that heart that is sound is this heart. That heart that is hay, alive. And this heart is the heart of the mu'min. It is the heart of the mu'min. The heart of the believer. The heart of the believer. Naam. The second heart is that heart, that qalb that is mayyit. That heart that is dead. Qasi. In opposition to the first. The first heart is the heart that is alive. Has hayat. This heart, laysa fi hayat. There's no, there's no life in it. And it is qasi as opposed to the first. The first heart is layin, soft. This heart is hard-hearted. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard-hearted. Naam. It's qasi. La ya'arif rabbah. It doesn't know its Lord. La ya'bud. It doesn't worship its Lord. Or it worships others alongside its Lord. And this, this is the heart that doesn't benefit from the revelation, doesn't benefit from the revelation from the Lord. It doesn't benefit. It doesn't benefit, it doesn't benefit from that light and that guidance sent down to cure the hearts. It doesn't benefit from that. And this is the heart of the kafir, the non-believer, the heart of the mushrik, the one who worships others, others besides Allah. And the heart of the mulhid, of the atheists, of the atheists, those who reject Allah subhanahu wa taala. That is the second heart. The third heart is that qalb marida, the heart that is sick, bain wa bain. The heart that is between this and between that, the heart that is alive, but at the same time, it is edging towards that heart that is dead. Yani, it is a sick heart. Between the, 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 the heart that is alive and between the heart that is dead. And that heart is the heart of the believer. But he is sick. And this heart, it has maddatan. It has two substances within it. Maddatayyibah and a maddakhabitha. This heart comprises of two substances. A substance and part of it that is tayyibah. That is, that is righteous and good. And the other half, or the other substance within it, is khabitha. It is disgusting and it is evil. This is the heart that is sick. And this heart, in ghalaba alay, al-mada al-tayyibah, sar tayyiban. So this individual who has this kind of heart, if the substance, that good substance, overcomes the rest of the heart and overcomes him, then the heart becomes good. However, if that mad al-khabitha, if the evil substance within that heart and the evil part of that heart overcomes the good of the heart, then the heart, all of it becomes evil and corrupted. Now, the heart of the believer, it's possible that it is Hay, alive, kamil hayat. Its life is complete. Complete life, it is fully alive. It isn't sick in any way. And that is the first heart that we mentioned. The qalb that is salim, the, the sound heart. However, the heart of the believer can be sick. And this is that third heart. Heart of a believer who has some life, however, he has a sickness likewise, he has an illness. Now. 
And this is the qalb, as we said, the qalb of the mu'min. However, there is that marad within it, within it, that sickness, and that sickness is marad al-ma'asi. It is a sickness of sins. The sickness and the illness and disease of sins and disobedience. Naam. By him carrying out the forbidden matters and those things that are haram. Or by way of him leaving off and neglecting the wajibat and the farub, the faraid. Leaving off and neglecting the obligations, the commands of Allah. This individual is sinful for doing so. And these sins, these sins, they cause that heart to become sick. Ibn al-Qayyim has another book. You may have heard that term, Tabib al-Qalb. Doctor of the heart. This is something that is mentioned about Ibn al-Qayyim. However, it is not correct. As Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, he mentioned. It is not correct to say about Ibn al-Qayyim that he is Tabib al-Qalb. Although, it is well known that he was one who focused on the affair of the heart. Well known. That is why he took that nickname and many... From the general people, they call him the Tabib of the Qalb, the Doctor of the Heart. However, that is not correct because the Tabib of the Qalb is Ar Rasul The Doctor of the Heart is the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is the one who came with that Hidayah. He is the one who, who shows us that guidance and that revelation which cures the heart. So he is the Doctor. He is the Doctor. Allah is a Shafi. He is the one who cures. And just as we go to the Doctor, when we have that Marah, Al Adawi, when we have that physical sickness and disease of the heart, physical illness of the heart, then we go to the doctor. And that is something that is allowed and encouraged. That we go and see you, you go see the doctor. You go see the heart specialist, the cardiologist, you go see him. However, the marad al-ma'nawi, that spiritual sickness which is connected to the heart, then that, for that sickness, you go to its people. And its people, after the Messenger of Allah Wasallam, are the scholars. Those who know the Book of Allah, because the Book of Allah, the Quran, all of that, has been sent as a cure for the hearts. As a cure for the hearts. قُلْ هُوَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هُدًا وَشِفَاءً As Allah says, say that this Quran is for those who believe Guidance and shifa and a cure, cure for the hearts. Hmm? Naam. And so the Messenger of Allah, he is the tabib of the qalb. He is the doctor of the heart. And Ibn al Qayyim is the mubayyin, mubayyin tibb al rasul. Ibn al Qayyim is the one who clarifies the, that medicine that the Messenger of Allah came with. Naam. Ibn al Qayyim, he has another book. Another book wherein. He was asked, and this book, in reality, is a reply to a question. A question that was asked by an individual who asked concerning the cure to his heart. He tried everything to cure himself from that which had afflicted him. But not the physical illness, that spiritual illness, which, if it continues, as he mentioned, would destroy him in this life and in the next life. And so Ibn al-Qayyim... He replied, and that book is Al-Jawab Al-Kafi, Liman Sa'ala An, Al-Dawa Al-Shafi. The complete reply, or the sufficient reply, for the one who asks for that cure, and that 
that uh, medicine and that remedy that cures. And it also takes, it's also known by uh, another name, it's the same book. The disease and its cure. Ibn al-Qayyim, he mentioned within this book. And again, this is a book which Sheikh Salah Fawzan, Hafidullah Ta'ala, he explained. He says that the evil, any evil, any disease that is present in this life, and any evil in the next life, every evil, every disease, its reason and its suburb is sin. Sin is dhunub and ma'asi, sins and disobedience. And then he mentions, he says, what is it? What is it that expelled our parents from paradise? What is it that expelled them from Darul Ladha? Darul Ladhati wal Naim wal Bahjati wal Surur? What is it that expelled them from that abode of pleasure, of happiness, eternal bliss? What is it that expelled them from there except for sin? Except for a sin that they committed, a single sin, a single sin that they committed, and that was the cause of them being expelled from Jannah. What is it that expelled Iblis? Min malakut is sama. What is it that expelled Iblis from the heavens? Wa buddila bil qurb ba'dan and caused that nearness that he attained, the nearness to Allah and to the angels and to be in the heavens. What is it that exchanged that nearness with distance? What is it that exchanged that rahmah with la'na? What is it that exchanged that mercy with curse? What is it that, ex- that, that exchanged that jamal and that beauty with qubh, with ugliness? What is it that exchanged that iman, that iman and belief and faith with kufr and disbelief? What is it that, that exchanged that mu'alat and the protection of Allah that he had, what is it that exchanged that with adawa, enmity? What is it that exchanged Jannah with Naar for him? What is it that exchanged paradise with hellfire for him? Except sin and disobedience. Commanded to prostrate, but he refused. Single command. To prostrate, to make sujood. But he refused. The affair of sin and disobedience. How look, Adam and his wife Eve committed one sin, and due to that one sin they were expelled. Iblis likewise, one sin, commanded to prostrate, to make sujood. That one sin expelled from all of that. Shows to us the 
great effects of sin. Look at Iblis, how he left that one command. A single prostration. How about those? And a reminder to us, this brings into check, reminds us of the serious nature of that prayer that we've been commanded with. The five daily prayers that we've been commanded with. To prostrate five times a day. How about those who don't prostrate? Just like Iblis in the same way, they refuse. I'm too busy to prostrate. I'm too busy to, I'm too busy to make that sujood. Iblis, one command, and he was expelled from all of that. And this, in essence, is the same thing, that we refuse to prostrate. And even if it is due to laziness, then we will see how this laziness is a sickness of the heart. It's a sickness of the heart. Now, Messenger of Allah he said about the salah, my dear brothers and sisters, he said about the prayer, that which he didn't say about any of the other actions of worship. He said that the difference between us and them, the disbelievers, kafar. whoever abandons the prayer, then he has disbelieved. Whoever abandons the prayer, he has disbelieved. Iblis, he abandoned that sujood, and so he was expelled. He was cursed. And he's in the hellfire due to that. That prayer, we have to keep on top of those prayers, those five daily prayers. And for those who we know who don't pray, then we have to remind them of the serious nature of this prayer. What is it, Ibn Qayyim, he continues, what is it that expelled, or what is it that drowned the people of Nuh and Ahlul Ard, the people of the earth, all of it, what is it that drowned them in the time of Nuh, except sin? And then he mentions Ad and Thamud, the people of Shu'ib, the people of Lut. He mentions all of them. Fir'aun, what is it that destroyed all of them except for sin? And that is why Ibn Qayyim, he mentioned that is there in the dunya and in the akhirah any shar, any evil, any da, any illness, disease, except that his sabab, except that his reason is al-dhunub and al-ma'asi, sins and disobedience. And then he continues, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that from the ill effects of these sins and these sins, how they affect the heart, and it is la bud. It is necessary that these sins affect the heart. And as we know in that hadith that the Messenger of Allah he said that the son of Adam continues to sin up until a black dot is imprinted onto his heart, and it continues and continues until his heart, all of it becomes black. The sins, they affect the heart, they are an illness. And that illness, just like the physical illness, illnesses they, and diseases, they tetef out. They vary. There are varying levels. Not every illness is, at the same, is of the same level, but they all have their effects. From the effects of these sins upon the heart, that these sins, they weaken the heart and in particular that willpower, that willpower that the heart may have had at one point. And these sins, can, they, they, what they do is they strengthen the will to commit sin. Likewise these sins, they weaken the heart to the point that it weak these sins they make 
that, in, that intention to make tawbah, the intention to repent, becomes so weak that it leaves the heart in its totality. And so if the heart dies, if half of it dies, meaning half the heart dies, as we said, that, half that, it, that, 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 that heart that is sick has within it life, but likewise it is sick. And the heart belongs to that which overcomes it. If life overcomes it, it becomes a life that is a heart that is alive and salim. However, if the sickness overcomes it, then eventually it becomes a heart that is dead. Naam. And so, if matanisfu, if half half of it dies, if he goes beyond that point where half of his heart has now become dead. Sick to the point that half of it is dead. Lama taba ilallah. Then this heart will not repent to Allah. فَيَأْتِ بِالْإِسْتِغْفَارِ وَتَوْبَةِ الْكَذَّابِينَ بِالْلِسَانِ بِشَيْءٍ كَثِيرٍ And so he ends up coming with tawbah that is tawbah of the kathabin. Tawbah of those who lie. Don't really intend to make that tawbah. You hear him saying, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Making those adi'ah. How many of us? Maybe our hearts have come to this point. Where that tawbah, in reality, we have those sins that we commit. And those sins have weakened us to the point that that tawbah really isn't a tawbah. Isn't that tawbah that is nusuha. But we make the tawbah, the tawbah of the lisan, simply a tawbah of the tongue. But it isn't that tawbah which comes with those conditions, those conditions, and a tawbah which was, which if it was a sincere tawbah, then we would see those conditions come to fruition. We would see that he would leave off those sins. He would distance himself from those sins. He would feel regret and so on. But how many of us in a tawbah? It is a tawbah that is just on the lisan. Tawbah of the Kathabin, this is what Ibn Qayyim he mentions. And so Shaykh Sadiq Fawzan he says that the Usat and those who are disobedient, the sinful, look to them. Look to yourself if you're sinful. Look to those around you who are sinful. Athqal shay alayhim. The most difficult thing upon them, the heaviest thing upon them is a ta'at, disobedience. Tell them to come to the prayer, he doesn't want to come to the prayer. Make some kind of excuse. I don't have wudu. Hmm? Those actions of disobedience are heavy upon them. But the lightest thing upon them is, is disobedience. They're able to, to sin. Those actions of disobedience are able to go towards them with the utmost of ease. And this is an aquba. As the Shaykh mentions, this is a punishment uh, from Allah upon them. That Allah has haramahum. He's forbidden upon them. Ladha to ta'a. That the beauty. And that pleasure and that uh, taste and that sweet taste that you take from ta'a, from obedience. They don't have that pleasure. Likewise, even the one who, the mu'min, one who practices, practices his deen, has some life within it, his heart. However, he has sins. Has sins. And so he has a sickness. And that sickness can lead to this. Where that tawbah isn't sincere. That tawbah isn't sincere. Naam. And you don't feel that pleasure in the salah. The salah is just pray. You have to pray, have to pray that prayer before the next prayer comes in. So you put off that prayer. How many of us have, yani, feel that? And that goes back to what? As Ibn Qayyim is saying, sins. All goes back to sins. And likewise, they're forbidden and they're deprived of, the, of truthfulness in their tawbah. 
As Ibn Qayyim mentioned, they, they're, they're deprived of that, of that truthfulness in their tawbah. And so they come with tawbah, which in reality is a tawbah of just the tongue. Likewise from those uqubat, and from those punishments that come about by way of sins that we commit. And the effects that these sins have on the heart, and tud'if fil qalb ta'bim al-rab. That these sins, they weaken in the hearts that ta'zim, that magnification that we may have had for Allah, and that magnification that Allah deserves. And he mentions an extremely important point here. He says that this will happen no doubt. And that reverence that a servant may have for Allah, it becomes weak. It is absolutely necessary. Whether a person accepts that or rejects it. Meaning, person commits sin. One of us, practicing. Being upon Islam, practicing for a while. However, يعني, we find that, he's got, that you've got some weakness. A person finds that he's got some weakness. And when he's, when he's confronted about that, he says, well, you know, that is due to my weakness. And that ta'zim of Allah that is still there. I still love Islam. I love Allah. I love His Messenger. And Islam is dear to me. The Tawheed of Allah is dear to me. I have that ta'zim of Allah. Ibn al-Qayyim, he says, there's no doubt and it is absolutely necessary that these sins, that they weaken that magnification that he has towards Allah, that he has of Allah. This is without doubt. وَلَوْ تَمَكَّنَ وَقَارُ اللَّهُ وَعَذَمَتُهُ فِي قَلْبِ الْعَبْدِ لَمَا تَجَرَّ عَلَى الْمَعَاسِ That if the, the magnification of Allah and that reverence for Allah, if it was to take its place in the heart of the servant, then he wouldn't ha- ha- have perpetrated those sins. And this is the key point here. It's possible that we become deceived. Alhamdulillah, Allah has guided me to Tawheed. He's guided me to Tawheed. I'm not like the mushrikeen and those who we find them worshipping the awliya, worshipping the righteous and so on. Alhamdulillah, Allah has guided me to Tawheed. Alhamdulillah, Allah has guided me to Sunnah, away from Bid'ah. I don't celebrate the Prophet's birthday. And so a person becomes deceived with all of that. And he says, وَقَالَ إِنَّمَا يَحْمِلُنِي عَلَى الْمَعَاسِ حُسْنُ الرَّجَاءِ وَطَمَعِي فِي عَفْوِهِ The only thing that dragged me towards that sin is حُسْنُ الرَّجَاءِ That hope that I have in Allah that He will forgive me. That hope that He will pardon me. Hmm? That dependence that we have upon the mercy of Allah. The mercy of Allah and the pardon of Allah. Hmm? That this is a deception. This is a deception. However, it goes back to what? Those sins, in reality, they have weakened that magnification that Allah is deserving of. And this is what Imam Qaymi mentions. That the reality is that they haven't, they haven't made a just estimation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Because if that was the case, and if they did make a just estimation of Allah, and they thought of Allah in the way that He should be thought about, then they wouldn't have committed those sins, and they would have stayed away from the hurmat of Allah. Likewise, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions, we finish with this point, he says from the effects of these sins on the heart, is that they weaken the sayr of the qalb, that journey of the heart towards Allah and towards the hereafter. This is something that the, heart, that the sins will do to an individual. You find, if you look back, when you first began practicing, you had that, that iman, and you had that strength and that zeal to strive towards the hereafter. But eventually, when you became lenient, and you allowed those sins to take place, and you, you perpetrated those sins, that sayr towards the akhirah now has become weakened. You're not talking about the hereafter as you used to. You're not working for that hereafter as you used to. In those early days. And that goes back to those sins. So Shri Salaf he mentions that the qalb is ta'attal. If the heart, if it, yani it becomes corrupt and it doesn't work anymore, and it turns away from remembering the hereafter and working for it, then this is an uquba adhima. It is a tremendous punishment from Allah, from the uqubat al-ma'asi, from the punishments of, of committing sin. And he says that the amal qalb, that the blindness of the heart is ashad min amal basr. It is greater and more severe than the blindness of the eyes. Then the amal basr qad yukun min a'adam ibadillah, ibadatan wa ilman wa war'an. Because one who is blind, he may be from the greatest of the servants of Allah in his worship, in his knowledge, and so on, and in his taqwa. Because his heart is alive and his heart sees, even though his eyes don't see. And how many from the awliya of Allah, those who from the akabir of the ulama, from the scholars of this ummah, from the immat al-deen, from the leaders of this religion, those who were blind like Ibn Abbas, those who reached old age, they were blind. Ibn Abbas, Ibn Umar, in the latter part of their lives. Many of the aima that we know who are blind, however they are from they are from the foremost of those who have insight because their hearts are alive. And Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that, this, that the sin, إِمَّا أَنْ يُمِيتُ الْقَلْبِ Either the sin is going to kill the heart or it's going to make it sick, it's going to make it ill or it's going to make it weak. It's going to make it weak up until it comes to a point where it ends its weakness Weakness of the heart ends with one of the eight things which the Messenger of Allah he sought protection from. And they are Alham Wal Hazm, Yani grief and sadness, Wal Ajaz, and incapacity, Wal Kasal, laziness, Wal Jubin, Wal Bukhl, Jubin, Yani cowardice, Bukhl, miserliness, to be stingy. And to be overcome by debt. And to be overcome by men. Ibn Qayyim mentions each one of these two things. 
each one of them to the other is a close companion. Uh, if you look at Alham wal Hazan, they are Qarinan, two close companions, they come together. Alham, grief, and Al Hazan, sadness. Because that which comes upon the heart and that which comes to an individual, if it is from the affairs of the future that he expects to take place, then there comes to him ham, grief. He, grie- he grieves about the future. He grieves about that which will take place. And al-hazan, sadness about that which took place in the past. This is the relevance between mentioning the Prophet seeking refuge from these two things and them being mentioned together. Al-ajaz wal kasal. Al-ajaz is being to be incapable of performing actions. Incapable of performing actions. Al-kasal, one who has the capability, but he doesn't have the irada, doesn't have the intent. Afflicted by laziness. And this laziness, look at the Messenger of Allah, he, he, sought, he sought refuge from this. Al-Juban wal-Bukhl. Al-Juban is that, yani cowardice. Al-Bukhl is miserliness. That a person, either he's going to benefit by way of his body and himself, or he's going to benefit by way of his wealth. If he doesn't benefit by, by way of his, his body, then that is, that is Juban, cowardice. He's a coward. He's not, he's not brave. He doesn't come forward with his body. He doesn't help when help is needed physically. He's a coward. Or Al-Bukhl. He doesn't help with his money. Hmm? And so these two are Qarinan. Likewise, he sought protection from these two things. Dal-Uddain, that is that you become over, yani, overcome with debt, that you, that you take out mortgages and you take out loans from here and there and you become, you're overcome by it all. Hmm? Or that you're overcome by men in a tyrannical manner. In a tyrannical manner. And so the first, you're overcome by men bihaq, with right. They have the right to overcome you because you owe them. And the second, غَلَبَةُ rijal, you're overcome by men unjustly, yani, wrongfully. Now, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions some kalam that is jameel, but we don't have time for that. But the reality is, that each one of us needs to look to our hearts. Which category does your heart come into? Hopefully, there's none of us that comes into that second category, that qalb that is, that is mayyit, qalb that is dead. And that is the, the heart of the disbeliever, the mushrik, the atheist, one who doesn't know its Lord. One that doesn't worship its Lord. One who turns away from the Sharia of Allah, turns away from the revelation. If your heart is one that is alive, then alhamdulillah that is the best of hearts. But, the, but most of the hearts, as Sheikh Salaf Fawzan he mentioned, most of the hearts of the believers are hearts that are marid, sick. They have life and they have some good substance within them. However, there is a sickness. And so just like those physical illnesses that we may come across, the heart becomes sick, you go to the doctor, you go to the cardiologist, you see to that illness, before it's too late, before it's too late, because if you don't cure it, before it's too late, then it dies. There are consequences. So don't wait too late. Don't wait and leave it. Until that heart becomes a heart that is, that sick heart becomes a heart that is dead. 
the Quran is that shifa yul ikhwad al Quran, the Quran and the Sunnah, as we mentioned. Qul huwa lilladheena amanu hudan wa shifa. Say, it is for the believers, those who believe, it is a it is guidance and it is shifa. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we reveal from this Qur'an that which is a cure and a mercy for the believers. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنَّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِمَاذَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Those who believe and their hearts find tranquility بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ In the remembrance of Allah, the dhikr of Allah. Their wahi, their first and foremost, the revelation of the Quran, the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. Indeed, it is by the remembrance of Allah that the Qulub find tranquility. And that is why Ibn Qayyim he mentioned, he said that samak. He said that dhikr for the heart and remembering Allah. For the heart is like water for the fish. How and what is the condition of the of the fish if it was to يعني, be separated from water? So each one of us, we need to look to our hearts. And any sickness that we find within it, we need to cure. We need to make an appointment. Just like you make an appointment with the doctor, make an appointment. Make an appointment with the book of Allah. Go back to the book of Allah. That is the way. And Ibn Qayyim, this kitab, this kitab, Dawa, he begins with that. First thing he mentions after answering this question, he says that the Quran, all of it, is a shifa. That is why it has been revealed. And there are no, like the NHS, you have to wait a long time, big waiting list. Alhamdulillah, the cure is there, easy for us to access immediately. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ala 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 alayhi wa sallam, w